Welcome to the Adventurers Club 33 Podcast. This is our first episode. I'm Scott Atwood. And I'm Corey Tucker. And we're going to be coming to you now as frequently as we can to talk to you about what we see going on at Walt Disney World and all the properties that fall underneath that category. And uh, Corey and I, this is something we've talked about for years doing. We've known each other for quite a while now. Um, both of us working with the Main Street Mouse. Um, my wife, Michelle owning and running the Main Street Mouse, and I've always kind of backed her up, and then Corey was the first person to come on and help us out all the way back in, was it 2009, 10? Nine or 10. Nine or 10. So me and Corey instantly had a a connection there with Disney and everything and a lot of other stuff we like, and then uh, we talked about this, and if you want to tell a little bit about your background, Corey, and Main Street Mouse and everything. Lifelong Disney fan, of course, uh, and then grew up on Star Wars and Marvel, which is a lot of what we'll be talking about. Um, and I discovered you guys through Facebook. Uh, I think it was uh, it was Michelle, and I accept random friend requests sometimes from uh, fellow <laughs> Disney people. Mm-hmm. Even though some are probably creepers, but I don't guess Michelle was. So, <laughs> and it just went from there. I, you know, y'all had the. Uh, forums and all on the old website posting on that back and forth and like hey would you like to join us and i'm like yeah sure (laughs) i got nothing else to do right now it was all it all history from there i guess Uh, it was it was history that that all back in the day we had no idea what the main street mouse would blow up into and the following and everything it's it's amazing what happened with all that yeah yeah it's uh it's been a good time been a good role hope it keeps going hope it keeps going well this Uh, podcast should give it a boost it should i mean a couple of hundred thousand more listeners and viewers and followers yeah, I mean, they're just going to have to understand that we, when we come think, on, it blows up. After this is over, I think they got a parade for me downtown. Oh, you better get – they can't be, on, can't be late for that. It'll be just honor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk to you about some of the things going on at Walt Disney World, Disneyland, or the Disney company as a whole, talking about Star Wars, Marvel. I'm sure there will be times when we talk about Pixar. Just anything and everything we feel relevant that you may want to listen to, we're going to talk about, give you our opinion. Uh, Corey and I come from, even though we have a lot in common, completely different backgrounds. Corey's uh, from Alabama, and I'm originally from Michigan, so uh, we have a totally different way we look at everything and how we come to learn about it all. But um, it, it's Disney and everything under Disney that kind of brought us together to uh, see the common interest there. And when we get together, uh, Corey and his family come down uh, often now. They're they're at annual pass holders, so we get together in the parks and do things together as a family and. Uh, their family, our family, it's like uh, we're all related when we're all together. It's just one big happy family. We just go have fun together. So it's a, it's a blast. Yeah, it seems like we've known each other our, our whole lives whenever we're around each other. It, it is. It's crazy. And, and it's funny. Me and Corey kind of go off and kind of leave everybody behind, and the kids all get together, and the wives get together, and we just all have a good time. And it, it's it's never goodbye when they leave. It's see you guys next week or whenever you're going to be back because they uh, get down here and we do stuff together. So it's always a always a blast and always a fun. And I can't think of somebody else I would rather do this podcast with than Corey because it's something I've wanted to do for years and he's wanted to do. 
And um, I just think it's something that we can do together that'll be fun, hopefully entertaining for you to listen to. And if anything, just la- laugh at what we think we know and go from there. <laughs> Keyword, think we know. Think yeah. we know. We're never going to claim to know everything, but it'll be, uh, it'll be good. It'll be fun. That's true. It will be for sure. So the one thing I was going to talk about first, just something, as you can see, uh, Corey, being from Alabama, he's a big Atlanta Braves fan. A few weeks ago, um, as everybody knows, the Atlanta Braves play their preseason at uh, ESPN's Wide World Sports at Walt Disney World. So a few months ago, Corey had invited uh, my family to go to watch a game because he had never seen them there, correct? You never saw them. Yes. uh, Lifelong Braves fan, lifelong Disney fan, and never put the two together and going and watched a ball game down there. being that this was the last and final season, um, I was like, we got to go to at least one game before they move further south. So it was fun. It was it was a good time going out there. I had never I had never been to ESPN, um, so that that facility is amazing. Actually, the uh, the amount of it was so nice. I was so impressed by what all was over there. Um, and we just had lawn seats. We sat in the back out in the outfield, and it was a good time just sitting out there watching the game. And it was. If we would have been over in our actual place, we might have got a home run ball. Oh, three up when we're hit over there. Yeah, we missed out on that. There was at least three in that way, right? Like right where we were sitting, forty feet to the to the yeah. left of us. Left of us. It was a good time though. I enjoyed it. I, I just like the. Uh, I've been to SunTrust up in Atlanta, and it's you know it seats seventy-ish thousand people. This one was just a smaller scale, more, I get more intimate with the game. You know, we walked up to the bullpen and we were sitting there watching, you know, the, the, the Marlins pitcher just sit there practicing the bullpen. I mean, we walked right up to it. We couldn't do that in SunTrust ever if we wanted to walk up. And no, it was, uh, it was fun. I enjoyed it. A little hot, but hey, it's Florida. It's Florida. That's what you get. It's spring training though. It's Florida spring training hot. So <laughs> in a few months, it's going to be even hotter. So we just. Yeah, go with it. Got to see a lot of the good starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, played up until what about the fifth inning, I guess. Yeah, I think about the they fifth. They were pulling them. Yeah, and the Braves won. Braves so won. Like, yes, with uh, if I'm not mistaken, a walk off homer. Man, they had tied the game up when we left. Oh, that's right. They did. They did. We were in the parking that. lot, and I pulled it up on ESPN. You know, mm-hmm. or uh, the at bat app. Right. Uh, they were tied. I was like, oh man, they done tied the game up. And one of their little, little, uh, one of their probably a triple layer. Can't remember who it was. I think he hit a walk off homer. So that's like that's awesome. That's cool. That's cool. I know that's what was cool when we got there early. We were walking around the stadium because we were gonna try to check out batting practice and such, and just to see all the players, even the the triple layers and the double layers walking oh, around. Yeah. Uh, it's just yeah. crazy. They're just walking right past you like it's nothing. If if you knew who they were, you could have got I don't know probably fifty sixty autographs. You know, right then easily. Now you know we went down there a little early and went there to the fence row where the players, you know, come down and mm-hmm. we had Dansby Swanson come by, but he stopped just short of us getting an autographed baseball. But yeah, it's all good. It was all fun. Well I think the problem was is they had lost to Detroit the day before and I had my Tigers jersey on. So I think that's why he probably stopped because he's like, I'm not signing nothing for these people. They're cheering yeah, up. He looked there and saw a Cabrera jersey and was like, Oh well, yeah, I'm fixing to turn around and I'm out of here. He's not getting my autograph. He's not gonna sell it, but you never know. Yeah. Some of those triple A and double A guys though, you never know who could be the next big star that comes out of nowhere. So it might be yeah. worth getting the autograph. So Dansby, if you're listening, you should have gave me an autograph. <laughs> Don't let the Tigers jersey intimidate you. <laughs> nah. You can always send that to him, though. Corey Tucker, <laughs> Alabama. It'll get to him. That's all you got to put on the address field. 
He'll get it. So, but no, that was a great time. So if you're, we don't know what's going to happen after the season. Uh, the Braves are moving to a new facility completely, so we don't know if there's going to be another team come in next year. Um, but I guess time will tell. Hopefully, they do bring another team in there because that was. Yeah. I had a fun time. I'd like to go see more games like that. That's that's a nice venue to not have somebody in there. Exactly. Exactly. And there's so you know, many teams down here. Oh, there. Yeah, yeah. Especially for spring training. Mm-hmm. It'd just be a. You know, I know, I know they probably use the facility still, but it would just be a waste not to have a major league team in training in that uh, in Champion Stadium. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It'd, it'd be a waste to just let it sit there for the whole spring training season. So it is. It's a great facility, actually. I mean, you, I could see playing a Triple A team could play in there their whole season. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, easily. I mean, easily. And, so. Well, the game we went to, I'm sure some of the bigger games. You know, if they're playing the Yankees or whatever, it, it they probably sell out. This game. uh I don't know what, probably maybe three quarters sold out. Yeah, I'd say I saw about three quarters. Bleachers over there. there was, the lawn really wasn't overpacked either. No, that's um, what was nice. It was plenty of room. We had that big blanket, you know, spread out and mm-hmm. didn't have anybody around us. No. And those cabanas were nuts. I was thinking about the cabanas, and for those of you that don't know, there's a, a, there's a cabana set up where you pay to go in the cabana and you get food service and there's a beverage service and all that that comes with it that includes in the cost and we didn't find out about it till afterwards but the food service alone would it was expensive to eat there i'm not gonna lie it was really expensive to eat at the stadium um but it's disney and it's baseball so kind of <laughs> prices go up but those, those cabanas were great i would love to sit in one of those and watch i think that'd be a lot of fun yeah and i think it, it, i'm trying to remember exactly what the price was i think it was uh 300 I think for three. the first four well, and then it was 25 a person 25 a person after that or something i thought so i thought so because i thought we said 400 so each of us would have had to pay 200 for our That's families right. yeah um, and that was all you could eat drink yeah and, you're in the <laughs> and i mean at, and with the price of a hot dog being i think nine or ten dollars you could really <laughs> I, I could eat 200 bucks and hot dogs and hamburgers so we could do we should try it just to prove that how much money we <laughs> saved by doing that rather than buying it all that could be fun. Like, see if we can get something to go, you know, for supper that night. <laughs> bring, have the wife bring the big purse or a backpack. You just bring foil, wrap them up. I know, we'll pay $200 for <laughs> See how it tastes in four hours? Sure, it'll still be good. So talking about that, though, Atlanta and Tigers and, or I'm sorry, the Atlanta Braves and baseball stadium and the prices, Disney recently increased their prices for the parks and such. And just, it's, yeah. yeah, that's... Uh, not a shocker. I guess it's becoming an annual thing. Mm-hmm. It's looking at it from my point of view. It, it, I know you get a lot of quality for what you pay, but it seems like they're going to hit a point where it just, you know, I, I like to think of, I, I wish an average person would be able to, you know, afford to go, but right. it's hotels. You can always work around the prices. I mean, you can always stay off site for cheaper. True. You know, they do allow you to bring food in so you don't have to pay, you know, Twelve dollars, fifteen bucks for a burger, whatever they are nowadays. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but those ticket prices, you, you, there's no unless you're a Florida resident, you get them a little cheaper. But right. uh, outside of Florida, you know, I'm right there on the border, so they should give it to Alabama. Too. <laughs> but, <laughs> it just it's it's getting. I don't know that the prices are just getting kind of it's crazy. High. It really is. It's 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 getting to where the normal average family income family it's it's really a it's a big hit to go there i mean you basically have to either save for the full year or not do anything fun for a year to go there to really enjoy the park um you come tax come in or, yeah. or you know 
let's spend it all and go down to Orlando. Uh, I currently work with one guy. He he just refuses to go. He's like, he said, when I can travel to Paris, France, cheaper than going to Disney World. I was like, that's crazy. I said, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> wow. That's airfare, hotel, everything, he said. And he told me the price of it for seven days in Paris, France. And I was like, holy moly. I was like, that's it's crazy. It is. it is. It, it, it always makes me wonder. I mean, the people keep paying it. Disney keeps setting record numbers at the box or at the uh, ticket booths, and people just keep coming. And we're, I think, every year I live in just outside of Walt Disney World, and we get, I think it was 72 million visitors last year came to this area, which is just to think over a million people a week are coming here to go to Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, everything in the area. And every time Disney raises their prices, then every other park follows. So Universal prices goes up, SeaWorld's prices go up, even Legoland, which is out an hour away almost, their prices always go up because Disney. And a lot of people always ask us, what about those ticket brokers you see? Get your Disney tickets for $35 or whatever. And unless you're buying like a 10-day pass, it's, it's not really much cheaper. It's only a few dollars a day, if I'm not mistaken. I've never used it. I've just researched a little bit, and I don't think they really save you that much money. Yeah, I couldn't see how they could. You know, we I saw, uh, I think it was, uh, we'll throw Suzanne's name out there. She had posted something that Sam's Club was selling discounted tickets. Oh. And uh, you have to go into their little travel section on the on the Sam's website. Right. And I think for the, I, I did it, you know, I pulled up Disney's page and I pulled up Sam's page and I put in, I think, a 10-day you know, a non-park hopper option. I think it knocked about 20 bucks off buying them through Sam's. So really? 20 bucks is 20 bucks. I guess if you're buying for, but that's for a 10 day. I don't know how many 10 days they sell out there. Right. But, you know, if you go for a week, you ain't going to, you know, you're not going to use a 10 day unless. Pay for the expiration. No expiration. Thing. Yeah. Unless you pay for that. But then I think you have to pay for all 10 days. Hey, you know, if, as long as they keep throwing in huge lands and, you can't grow without getting more money in there. I mean, and plus they have, I think it's 70,000 employees at Walt Disney World alone. I mean, 70,000 people going to work every day in that area. They got to pay their, they got to pay those wages somehow, some way. Um, in 2021, aren't they supposed to be up to, I think, minimum wage of 15 bucks? Yep, that's what they're supposed to, uh, they, uh, the union voted a contract to get them more money because a lot of these Disney cast members, and in my opinion, they're the ones that make the magic. They're the ones that bring the parks to life for yes. the people and their service level and all that. And when a lot of them are living below the poverty line because they can't even afford, they're having to share an apartment with five other people to have an apartment. They're, you know, they're eating whatever food they can get cheaper because they can't afford to do anything else. But yet they want to work for Disney. It's so important for them to be at Disney. Um, they deserve more. They deserve, if you, you hear about the, the executives getting their bonuses of millions of dollars, all of them every yeah. year, it's like, why don't you guys cut a little bit out of your bonuses and pass it along to your employees and let them have something, even a, just a bonus once a year of a couple hundred dollars, just something to make them feel more appreciated in that way. Yeah. And I could kind of see, I've worked in jobs where, uh, you had college kids, which they've got a huge college program mm-hmm. and they, they didn't get paid as much as your 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 you know your employee did your 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 full employee and uh if you know you got done with college and you, and you wanted to stay on mm-hmm. then you get a you get a pay bump you you would make what you know the other people that were that were making right. but as a college kid you know you're probably making 
you know, I don't even know what minimum wage is, eight bucks. Eight, eight, yeah, eight or nine, eight. something like that. Nice, sure. And, uh, I just, that's just a low number to be paying somebody as, as a career, you know. Yeah. Yep. Especially when, the, you know, they rake in the money the way they do. Oh, yeah. But I know there's people say, then, you know, don't work there, which I guess that's an option, too. But, you know, people just, those that love working there, love working there. They do. And, and sometimes you do find a husband and wife team that both work there. And yeah. I, I just, I shake my head and wonder, how do you do it? How do you manage to have bills, have a car payment or insurance payment or gas or apartment or house or whatever you have? I just... I shake my head and I mean, God bless you. You can do it, but I don't know how you do it. it, it yeah, it just there, there was a documentary that came out a few years ago, and I watched it. And I just I felt, you know, I was just like, man, that's crazy. What what they start out or what they pay some of these people, you know? Right. And it's but that's that's between them and the union, I guess. It is. Uh, I don't know. I work under a union, but I don't I don't know much about their union. Right. But. Uh, Unions can be good and bad both ways. Mm-hmm. So. I know when we were in Disneyland in 2017, we were out there for D23, one of the venues they had us parking at was actually the venue where the uh, Anaheim Mighty Ducks played hockey. They let mm-hmm. you park to the parking lot and they bust you over to the convention. And on the other side of a fence from there, uh, there was like a little, I guess, uh, water ravine type thing. But then you saw all these tents set up right across the way. And I had asked somebody what it was, and they said that was a lot of the Disney cast members. They actually live in tents. And it was sad to see it like that, that they're living out of a tent. You see the clotheslines hung up with their clothes drying on it, um, barbecue grills out there where they were cooking. And it's like, in, in my head, it's like, I understand you want to work for Disney so bad, but that's what you have to do to make it work. It's like, wow. It's just, and Disney has to know that. And it's like, I mean, why don't yeah, they help? <laughs> it, it's, it's crazy. You know, I, I was you know, what they pay, you know, there in the park. And just here in my local town, mm-hmm. Dothan, Alabama, Chick-fil-A had a sign out that they were starting like 14 bucks an hour. Wow. At Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I was like, man, if Chick-fil-A can do it. I know Disney could do it. Well, know? that's what it is. Yeah. How much do you want to dip into your profits um, to help your employees? But your employees are the heart of your company. If you don't have the employees with the heart that want to do more and fulfill those magical memories that customers are having it's like i don't know i guess it's a catch-22 they want to show how much money they're making but they're also not paying what they should be in my opinion i mean i love disney and i would love to work for them in that in a capacity but with a family it's hard to (laughs) make it work to even think about it yeah i mean but you wouldn't have to pay for your uh your uh, admission anymore your annual pass that's it that's why i'm gonna make you i'm gonna make our oldest go get a job there so he can get us in because I think he gets like three passes in addition to his. So we don't have to pay, and that'll save me some money every month. <laughs> and, and you see a lot of retirees there. You do. You know they've they've worked their career and retired, and they may be all right with the mm-hmm. you know nine, ten bucks, whatever it is they pay. Right. But those that you know they still got you know what twenty years, thirty years to go, and they're making. Yeah. Well, that's got to be hard. Yeah, I mean, you hope they're going to get into management. You hope they're going to move up in the company so they get a better wage. But the majority of them are just the cast members you see in the park or at the the resorts, the ones who are cleaning or helping you do things or at the food service or any of those things. And they're it's sad to think that how much I just spent is probably more than some of them making a day. I mean, walking yeah. out there, kind of shocking to think about it that way. So, But I guess it's also good uh, – 
especially the college kids, you know, to have Disney on your resume. That's what I've heard. That's got to be a, you know, not everybody, you may get there and work the college program and be like, this is not the place for me. <laughs> and, uh, and and I'm sure a lot of them go and they're just like, man, I don't want to work anywhere else but here. Exactly. exactly. And, you know, those that do decide to go to a different job, mm-hmm. you know, they got that on their resume. So that's... Well, yeah, that's that's the key. I know one thing they just, Disney started not too long ago, um, is that now if, if you're an employee at Walt Disney World, after you've worked, I think it's 90 days, they will pay for you to go back to school full-time, online, however you want to do it. They pay 100% of your tuition, everything, and they help you work with these different universities all over the place. Um, so it's a great way for somebody, college kids, they're going to pay you a salary, plus you're going to get your college paid for, I think that's a win-win. That's what we're trying to lean Andrew, our oldest, towards doing is that go there, get your degree. And Disney doesn't even care if you come to work for them after you graduate. They just want to, I guess, educate more and get these kids the degree they're they're seeking. And hopefully after four years of doing that, you're going to want to work with Disney because maybe your degree will get you somewhere up in a higher-up area. Um, But it's a fantastic program. They just rolled it out, I think, in the last quarter of 2018. Okay. And... uh, yeah, I think I think it's a great program. I mean, I actually I pondered there for a little bit, actually thinking about going back to school. I told Michelle because you don't even have to work full time. I think you only had to work like twelve hours a week. Really? And they would pay for you to go to school. Some it was a, it was a ridiculously low number of hours you'd have to work. Like if you work two days a week, you could go back to school full time, and you could do it online. And I thought that would be perfect because if I wanted to go back to school and learn a new trade, like if I wanted to learn graphic design more, if I wanted to learn more on web design or anything like that, it'd be a way I could go do it, work for Disney, make a little bit of money, get my passes for free, get the higher Disney discounts for merchandise and food and such, and then also get my degree in the process. It's something I've thought about. I just don't have the time. That's my problem. I don't yeah. have the time to go back to school. Yeah, that's, that's not a shabby deal. I said I hadn't I hadn't even heard of that. And that's I know when my wife was going to school and her the hospital she worked at paid for it, but she would have to make, you know, and A to get this much back and B to get this much back, you know, and, uh, but I think she had to sign a two year contract. Okay. Uh, with them. Okay. But it's not, I mean, consider how much money they're spending on you to get that degree. It's a small price to pay, I guess. So. Yeah. Definitely something to consider though. Definitely for anybody young or, or who is married, maybe their spouse, they can afford to take a little bit of a pay decrease, but they want to get their degree done. So it's a great way to get your degree paid for, plus make a little bit of money on the side and get some of those Disney uh, benefits. That's the perks of working for Disney is all the benefits they do offer the employees. And that 35% off merchandise is great at the holidays. (laughs) (laughs) All the uh, 300 festivals Epcot has. (laughs) The never-ending festival called Epcot. It's great. I love it. I know you do. It's, it's a, <laughs> Flower and Garden is going crazy right now. It's it's. Uh, we went on opening day, just a sidebar, and it was. Ins- I've never seen the park so busy on a Wednesday opening day for any festival. Really, it was pretty that bad. It was. They had um, three security areas open for people to go through security, and it was just wrapped. The crowd was just wrapped around. We were there. I think just at ten o'clock, an hour after the park opened, and still took us almost another hour to get in the park. And that was without going through the security check your bag line. We just went through the no bags, and it still took almost an hour before we got into the park. Did you have some pretty good merchandise for the uh, festival? Yeah, well, um, yeah, Michelle got her share. Nothing I really wanted. Nothing really grabbed my attention. I know um, they're focusing on those spirit jerseys, um, again, which is a huge, huge thing down here. Everybody wants that, and the ears. 
all the women want the new ears. They had the violet lemonade, I think is what it's called, um, which is the the purplish lemonade they sell with a edible flower in it. Now they've come out with a spirit jersey reflecting that, a t-shirt reflecting it, ears. They are the masters of marketing. They know how to take an item and really put it on something and make, make more money off of it. Oh, yeah. And then put Michelle's favorite character on there. Figment needs to be everywhere. That's what I told her. <laughs> He is the mascot of Epcot. He is. If we could somehow get a Figment costume to come on and do bread with her, do photo shots, I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> so anybody at Disney who might be listening, if you have any connections to the characters, if we could get Figment to do some photos with Michelle, that would be fantastic. Would be awesome. Good photo op. Using all your brochures and stuff. Exactly. We'd I'd put it on the front page of the website. <laughs> be my screensaver. It'd be everything. I'd have that everywhere. On the guide maps when you walk in. <laughs> on the magnet, the pass holder magnet, being Michelle and Figment. <laughs> Instead of Mickey. So they did have new pass holder magnets that I'll have to snag when we come down. They did. Uh, they came out with the Pluto one, yep. So Pluto we we thought they were the big wigs. You know, we just bought them finally after all these years, and we were down there for the Festival of the Arts, and mm-hmm. I said, like, we got to go get a pass holder magnet, you know. So. It's like a rite of passage. Walked in there and just busted out our car, or they scanned your band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we walked out like we were uh, not at the Roxbury or something. <laughs> it's it's it is it's a huge thing when you get a pass to a park. And it's like I just spent how much money? Give me my magnet. Yeah. <laughs> Give me two magnets. Give me two. They've sent us four in the mail. So okay, there you go. So See. we got we get four in the mail. That was. That's pretty good. That makes that makes up for that expense because you got your magnet, you're good. I know you were using your discount too for food and such when you. Yeah, those four or five. That's those six magnets. You know that not about ten bucks. So (laughs) (laughs) makes it all worthwhile. Makes it all worthwhile. All these years you've been waiting. Think of all the magnets you could have had. A whole whole car full of whole car full. I wouldn't even have to repaint my car. <laughs> so another thing that's coming to Disney that we've talked about, um, and you may have heard of this thing. I don't know. It's kind of getting out there. This thing called Star Wars Land or something. Star Wars Land. Yeah, I'm so know. excited. <laughs> I am excited. Be- I'm just not excited for the 8 billion people that's going to be there. <laughs> that's it. That's, I came in. I'm, I'm waiting to see how long the wait times are when they come out. I've been watching the app just to see what they I'm not going to go wait them. I just want to know. When the passage is hitting, you know, I don't know what the highest they have ever had, but I fully expect Star Wars Land to surpass. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on a whim and say eight, nine hour waits. I would agree. I'd have to agree. Uh, you know, especially the first first holiday. I'm, I'm going to say the first holiday. It's going to be busy when it first opens, but mm-hmm. then you get your first holiday in there. Yep. It's going to be, I probably won't ride it till like 2037. You know, never... <laughs> It'll be old by then. <laughs> they've, done, they've been taken down to Star Wars land by the time I get to do it. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, I know they came out, um, they just announced it, that Disney, in preparation for Star Wars land, has issued a bathroom pass while you're in line that you can get these cards Get out of line oh, to go to the bathroom yeah. and Saw come that. back um, as a way for you to be able to hold your spot because that's how long they're in. And I guess they're trying it with Flight of Passage, if I'm not mistaken. That's where they're testing this to see how it works. But you get a like a little plastic card in the lanyard. It, it reminded me of the ones when a uh, cast member hands you the lanyard at the front of the line says, hand this to the cast member before you go on the ride so they can check the time. I think it looks kind of like that. And but I wonder over, how it 
how does it get your place back in the same spot? That's what I was curious about. How would you know where I was exactly to let like, me hey, I was in the front of the line, not back here. You know? Exactly. There was a lady in front of me with a purple dress, and I don't see her anymore. Where is she rode? I want to know. I bet she's on the ride now. That's where I'm supposed to be. That's where I'm supposed to be. She was. I was sitting next to her, and she ruined it. No. But it's going to be figured it out, man. If we wanted to ride flights of passage, we have to be there at rope drop because yep. getting fast passes is, is just we can't get them. No. And, uh, no. This this past time we were down there, you know, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, they had extra magic hours at Animal Kingdom that morning, so we got there. I think they opened at eight. We got there at seven fifteen, and we waited in line maybe twenty five minutes. Wow. That's awesome. Now, we got off. It had to have been 425 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember back when when uh, Anna and Elsa were doing the first meet and greets at Magic Kingdom years ago, right after Frozen came out. And I know the waits were up to six hours to meet the two characters. So I can't even imagine. Well, no, I was just going to say, if you take, if you're there for one day, and we were talking about the pricing and it's, some pricing, depending on a year, could be over two hundred. I think two nineteen. Is that what it could be? Certain times of year. Yeah, the, I think the most expensive could be up to two nineteen. So two nineteen for roughly a twelve hour day at the park, and you spend six of those hours waiting in line. You're spending a hundred dollars per person to stand in line to meet somebody or to ride a ride for a total of minute and a half, two minutes of conversation. That's it. That's it. That's it's 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 wild to think that you get in that line. Okay, I'm gonna stand here for the next six hours. And like, Really? <laughs> and then you get done and it's nine o'clock and they close at 10. Or... <laughs> we missed the parade. We missed the stage show. Meet Elsa and Anna and ride, you know, the three caballeros. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going home. Thanks. Have a great day. I'll be back tomorrow. Get in line again. It's, it's, Star Wars Land is going to be insane. And it does, for those listening and not sure, in Disneyland it's going to open uh, May 31st. And then at Walt Disney World, Disney's Hollywood Studios, August 29th. So um, in Walt Disney World, it looks like that first big holiday is going to be Labor Day weekend, um, which <clears throat> is always a busy one because it's right before a lot of the kids go back to school up north and such. And I think a lot of people come here for that last hurrah before school starts up north, and it's going to be insane that week. I can't even imagine. It's it's going to – oh, gosh. I, mean, I just can't imagine what it's going to be like. You guys will probably get to do some sort of media preview and – but that's the only chance we're going to have to see it. <laughs> it. It'd be good just to go in there and walk around. But, you know, they have talked about that the uh, smugglers run. Mm-hmm. Yep. That uh, it is going to handle just under 2,000 people an hour. That's, that's wow. That's insane. If that's true, man, that's, that's some sort of right. I mean, just, mm-hmm. just to be able to handle that many people in an hour, man, that is. That's pretty impressive. And and the wait will still be five to six hours. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that many people. It makes you wonder, like, what capacity of Hollywood Studios is. What's the park capacity? Because I'm sure Hollywood Studios hasn't hit park capacity ever. If if, if it ever has, I have no idea. Um, well, the way I, the, the, my thoughts are park capacity is probably going to be all in Star Wars land and everything else will be dead right around the front and no. Tower Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster and You'll be able to walk on everything but Star Wars. Probably Slinky Dog. You'll be able to go get on Slinky Dog without a problem. No weights here. <laughs> yeah, so if you're if you're hanging on Pixar Land, you can probably ride everything a couple times. and no, Or Toy Story Land, rather. You can go there and ride everything and be good to I'm go. Sure. Oh, a little bit of crowd from the uh, 
other three parks also. I would think so. I would think uh, they've they've expanded the parking lot there. You saw it last time you were here. The parking lot for yep. Hollywood Studios just it's it's tripled in size at least. Plus you have the gondola system that's going to be coming right there into the front um, entrance there. Um, no ACs. <laughs> no AC gondola systems in, in the in the summer heat of Florida. Um, and then they have the whole busing terminals. And the gondolas, I won't ride them. I already told Mister. There's just no. I, I I get nervous being in those type of things. And uh, I, there's no way. But I told her, I said, I'll meet you and the boys at the exit when you guys get off the other one because I'm not gonna. I'm not going on there. I'll go sit and wait for Star Wars Land. You guys go. I, I was. I, I'm not gonna lie. I was excited about them just because I loved the Skyway they had at the Magic Kingdom when okay. I was young. Yeah. But now those were open. You know, they weren't enclosed. So mm-hmm. if you stink. In that July summer, you know, sweaty funk, you know, people start smelling like, you know, you, you, know, you, had, you had a breezeway, you know. Right, and right. these closed up gondolas, it's going to be interesting on what they smell like come August and, you know, those, those when it's 277 degrees outside and you've done sweated four gallons of sweat for the day. <laughs> you have a family of 15 climbing into one together. Because you can, you can even get in the monorails every so often. You're like, man, it kind of stinks in here, you know? That's true. I, I didn't even think about that. I could imagine a little, I don't know what, eight by eight little box. It's about what know. it looks like. Yeah, that's going to be. It's interesting. It's, it'll be interesting. I may give them a go at least once and just to say, hey, I did it. But I, I need smell-o-vision so I can know what it smells like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it's going to be. And uh, it, it, I'll, I'll, we'll probably do it at least once just to experience it and then never do it again. <laughs> Well, that's the whole thing. My worry is, I know this is a great system and it could work for them really well to get people around, but with the winter or with the summer here and the weather conditions and how Florida can go from perfectly sunny to a storm in minutes. Oh, yeah. What's the evacuation on those things? That's what I'm wondering, how fast they can get you to the next um, stop to get people off of those. I don't think I'd want to be in there when the winds start picking up and the storm. You know, I'm sure they will... I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to have people watching weather. You're like, oh, hey, right. we got a storm coming up. we got to get everybody off and then just stop this thing. Right. And, uh, and I know they fun. do that. They do that already for, like, parades and stuff. I know that they they watch it to know if they can step off and do the parade and get it done before that storm rolls in. So probably the same conditions. They'll just watch the – they probably got some of the best weathermen at Walt Disney World. <laughs> oh, they're probably better than the Weather Channel weathermen. I'm sure, I'm sure, because they, you, you don't usually see their parade floats or stage shows going on in the middle of a storm. They're usually pretty good about evacuating just in time to do everything. So, yeah, I mean, talking about how busy it is, you know, we saw that uh, Disneyland will have a non-charging uh, reservation request that you have to do to even get into the land for the first Three to four weeks. I can't remember exactly what it is. Yeah, I think it was uh, from the opening till sometime um, June twenty third around there. I think is what I what I had read. Yep. For those of you in Disneyland, you may want to check into that because you're not going to be able to just bust up in there the first week. Get your reservation because, and I, I'm guessing that if you're staying at a resort, you'll probably get first priority to get into. Yeah, I don't know how it's. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a. 60 day out type thing or what you know i'm not i'm not sure about it i don't know if they've released a whole whole lot on mm-hmm. what the process is going to be but it'd be interesting to see but yeah because we're approaching that 60 days for disneyland here at the end of this month so another couple of weeks we'll know oh. if that's yeah. going to be the truth or not because uh we'll actually be we'll be in disneyland again this year d23 
um, in August. So I'm hoping we can go see Star Wars Land. I'm not counting on it because I'm sure everybody who's going to be there for the D23 conference is also going to be doing the same thing. Wanting to go see it while they're out there. Um, but we... <laughs> exactly. Well, we are staying on Disney property this time. So when I'm 60 days out, I don't know how it works out there exactly, but I'll see what I can do to make sure we get to see some of the stuff and get some, at least get good photos and such. Cause if I'm not okay. mistaken, both lands are going to be identical from Disney. Yes, from, yeah. And I think they're going to open in phases, aren't they? Like That's what I heard. Uh, I, I don't think the other ride uh, or the other attraction, mm-hmm. I can't what it's called now. Uh, Rise of the Resistance or whatever. Yeah, that one with the uh, you get to see the um, the adats inside yeah. there and such. So it'd be kind of. I think cool. it's just open a little later than what opens up in uh, August. Right. So it'll be great. I mean, I'm I can't say I'm excited about it because the lines are going to be insane, and I don't want to wait in line for hours <laughs> to ride anything. <laughs> and that's one of the things you find out once you're an annual pass holder, especially when you live here. You go to the parks, and if the lines are too long, you're like, I'll ride it next time, or I'll wait till I get a fast pass. It's like you kind of look the other way. But with Star Wars Land, who knows when that'll be? I mean, I still have a hard time getting a Dwarf's Mine Train ride fast oh, pass. Yes. So I can't. Yeah. And that's when 2012 that opened, I want to say? 2014? 2014, yes. I think it was. Yeah, something like that. So five years into stuff. it. Yeah, five years into it, and we still can't get a fast pass <laughs> easily. Um, just makes me wonder. It's going to be 10 years before we get into Star Wars. So but, three parks before I get to go in. <laughs> you might as well get in line now. I know that was a well, I've seen, I don't know if the Disney is going to allow it, but I've seen people claiming they will be camping out, you know, like Black Friday. You know, I'm going to be camping out at Best Buy to get this. They're going, I don't know if Disney is going to allow camping out to I go see. in. But, uh, yeah, I don't see them allowing you to do that because usually, but they're going to have to monitor the parking lots to make sure people aren't sneaking in there trying to pull yeah. a car in or what have you because I'm sure they're going to try. I mean, there's no doubt. I remember seeing footage of Star Wars weekends when those were going on and people would get there like two hours before the park opened, stand outside and get in line so they can get in the park quick. So I'm sure there'll be there'll be people there at 6 in the morning, probably 5 in the morning, ready to run through yeah. the gates. You know, I'm pretty sure they're going to be there at the, uh, the parking booths probably mm-hmm. wait for that. So they're going to come in and I've been here since midnight waiting. <laughs> You'd be so tired you won't want to ride anything. <laughs> I told I was talking about it though, I said they're putting all this hype on Star Wars land. I said, What if it really is not that great? <laughs> what what happens if, if all these people come running through the gates, spend all this money and the early reviews are like, I don't like it. That's gonna be it's devastating. A huge disappointment. It is. That would be devastating for I mean, I'm sure Disney even no matter what, they, they do everything well and me and you are both not huge fans of why Pandora's at Animal Kingdom. Um, but the rides are great. They're spectacular oh, yeah. what they've done. Yeah. Um, Plus of passage, man. We first time we I think that was back in October. And, you know, the ride, the lines have just been ridiculously long. And it was, it was later in the day. And I think the wait was about the shortest we had seen. And it was hour, 15, hour and a half. And I was like, if we're going to do it, let's just do it. Right. So we got in line, waited. Now we waited about that for the, uh, uh, boat, the uh, Navi River journey. Navi River. Okay. I won't wait that long again for that. No, but no. We got off of flights of passage, and I think all five of us had the biggest grin from ear to ear. I mean, we were just like, "This was, this was soaring times a million. Oh yeah, definitely. 
Definitely. They uh they really they up the game with that one and I can only imagine what Star Wars will do to take the technology that's even advanced since that came out and raise yeah. the raise the bar up so much higher. <laughs> we were well, me and my wife when we were there uh for our anniversary, you know, a couple of weeks before we were there for the ball game. Right. Uh, we had gotten in line for it and you're you're there in the little room, you know, where everybody's in line and they're doing the little, you know, pre show video or whatever. Yes. And they come in there and they had to take us to another one because somebody had lost their lunch oh. right before. Like, well, that's good to know. So yeah, they're having to clean off the uh, the banshee. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a bad thing is because, and for those that don't know, you go in this room and there's three levels of this room and there's, I think, 16 banshees in a row and then there's different, like three rooms go at one time. So you got all these riders on one time and if somebody gets sick, they have to shut all that down till they get it all cleaned up. So you're looking at 60, 70 riders who are going to have to wait a while because of that. Yeah. So make sure you take your drama. I mean, if you're going to ride it and you get a little bit of a weak stomach, you might want to take something with you or um, just make sure you don't look at the screen too much. Close your eyes. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's definitely immersive. Um, it we, like I said, we got on it the first time. We didn't really know what to expect. We knew it was a simulator, mm-hmm. but blew us all away we were just like what man i would almost stand in line again to ride it (laughs) well it's it's crazy because it's a simulator but it's a fully immersive simulator you really don't realize you're not on a banshee flying you can feel that thing breathing in between your knees and it's uh it's really impressive and i think star wars i don't know if it'll blow it away or not but i'm expecting some high expectations for the new attractions they're going to be putting in yeah, I would say with all the hype and the anticipation and how long this has been talked about, it, it's it's going to have to blow this. It's going to have to blow Pandora away, and the the lines at Pandora will probably be reduced because of Star Wars Land opening. Oh yeah, because uh, I mean everybody's the Hollywood Studios is going from like a half a day park to you're there from park open to close easily to be able to do everything in Star Wars Land, and it's it's going to be I think it's going to be the number one draw. It might even it might even rival the Magic Kingdom for attendance for a while there because everybody's oh. just going to want to go there. Yeah, it's. I don't know what the num- magic number is for park capacity, but I'm sure it's it, it's it's going to be there for a while. Oh yeah, it's it's going to hit that number, and then who knows what'll happen. So maybe the no cost reservation at uh, Disneyland they might have to bring that to Hollywood Studios once they see how it works out there because the height yeah. and, and that park out there is more of a locals park. I mean, it's not really. I mean, they do get the tourists, but they rely more on heavily on the locals to, to go to Disneyland and California Avengers. So here, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like with all the all the tourists who That's come. To it's going to be nuts. So I will I will see it probably in 2022 or something like that. And I'll talk about <laughs> it then. We'll report on it I'll, live. I'll be on my motorized scooter when I finally get to go in. <laughs> you won't have to stand then for the seven eight hour wait. I remember when. <laughs> I stood in line, 1977, May 25th, to watch the first movie. So, so let's talk to another property from Disney, and probably my favorite property, and one of your top definitely is Marvel. Um, oh yeah, it's just the uh, that's that's one thing Corey and I definitely have in common is the comic love of what was created from Marvel Comics, and uh, when Disney purchased Marvel. 
I was ecstatic because I knew they'd have the money to throw at it and make it even bigger and better than what I had already thought the universe was. I never, and at that point, I never even imagined anything like the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I never imagined any themed rides or anything. I was still thinking all oh, the comics are going to be better. We're going to get more comics. That's all I was thinking about at the time. And now we have so much more. Um, it just doesn't stop. Yeah, you know, growing up reading comics and seeing what they're doing now on the screen, I'm just. It, it, it's a, it's a good time to be alive. It really is. It really is. That I saw. Um, and props to Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, Steve Dick, all those guys who brought those stories and paper to life. But then, for people like Kevin Feige and things like that to bring them to life for us to watch on a screen and introduce the Marvel universe to a whole whole new world of uh, fans that have never even heard it, or they didn't think comics were cool, or they didn't want to watch comics. Or read them, and now they're getting to see these universes, and they're getting fully emerged into them. They're diving into it. They have their characters. They dress like they were by the shirts. Um, it, it's it's amazing. It really is. Yeah, we we definitely rubbed it off onto the kids. That uh, even Claire, you know, the five year old, she's man, she is all about some Guardians or you know Thor, Captain America, mm-hmm. and then she was she loved uh, Captain Marvel. Okay, she, she loved it. She loved it. Well, let's talk about that one first, because you saw the film, and I saw it. Um, I went to the fan event uh, the weekend it opened, and I know you went um, that weekend, I believe. I went. Uh, we went Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. So it had a fantastic opening. There was a lot of a lot of speculation after the early reviews were out that people weren't happy with it. They weren't saying it's the worst Marvel movie, but a lot of people had they didn't like it. Um, it did. I think four four hundred fifty five million opening weekend. Yeah. Um, which totally blew away the box offices they anticipated, I believe, for that film. Um, we loved it. We uh, All four of us went. Michelle usually doesn't go with us to the fan event the night before because she's not that big of a, a Marvel fan. She wants to see it, but she doesn't have to go to the, be the first one to see it. And we all walked in there um, skeptical, thinking, okay, hopefully it's not as bad as everybody says. Hopefully hopefully the reviews are wrong. And I, walked, I was happy. I, I, I walked out of the film, and I thought they told the story of Carol – um, to let you introduce the Captain Marvel, so that way you know in Endgame what kind of role she's going to play, how powerful she is, and what she can do. Yeah, it, I thought it was a, a really good origin movie. We, I, I was, I liked it more than I really thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. I still did not care for Brie Larson, <laughs> um, but I've, I, you know, in the other, and it wasn't her playing the role. You know, they could have cast a different female. Right. She just, to me, did not fit the part. Okay. But then I don't really care for her that much as an actress anyway. Uh, you know, I saw her in, you know, the Kong movie, uh, the one she won an Oscar for. And I was like, why, you know, I said, why does she want an Oscar for that? To me, I just do not think she's that good of an actress, but overall, man, I, I enjoyed it. It's not the worst mm-hmm. Marvel movie. It's not the best Marvel movie, mm-hmm. but we, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it, I would say it's in the middle there. It, it, uh, there's definitely Marvel movies that I thought are worse than <laughs> Captain okay. Marvel for it's, sure. Um, but I, I really loved seeing it. Um, I'm trying not to give any spoilers here, but to just see uh, Coulson when he was first starting out and to see Nick Fury yeah. there when he's still kind of still new in the S.H.I.E.L.D. organization and how things are working. And uh, I thought that was all really interesting and just from a cinematic point of view, seeing how they take Samuel L. Jackson and make him look 20, 30 years younger than what he is yeah. currently. Yeah, we were talking about that after the movie, and I was just like, I wonder how much of it 
was, was it makeup or was it CG? Because it looked really good, you know. When you watch uh, Ant Man and you see the young Michael Douglas, or right. was it Winter Soldier when it had the young Robert Downey at the yep. beginning? He's doing yep. a little seminar. Yep. They looked good, but you could tell it was CG. Now, mm-hmm. Samuel, I, I didn't know if it was makeup or CG. That was how good it was. I think a lot of it was makeup from because I remember seeing them putting a hair piece on him to bring his so he didn't look bald. They were bringing the hairline yeah. down. So I think a lot of it was makeup. Um, but then there's got to be so much editing too to make it still pass the test sure. on film. And yes. I was blown away with all that. Just to watch how they filmed it. And then a lot of people kept saying, oh, it's cheesy. Well, it's, it's set in the 90s. And then most people, the 90s was a lot of cheese. I mean, the 90s was a... That's my generation, man. I love the 90s. I know. I'm there with you. We're the same age. So I'm there. And but the soundtrack, was, man, it fell right into place. You know, I love, you know, Guardians, mm-hmm. you know, they it really kind of focused on a soundtrack to both of those movies. And then this one was the mu- mu- uh, the music that I grew up on in my teenage years, and I was just like, "Oh, this is awesome!" It was. And, it was. You know, she's she's doing the the main battle to, no doubt. You know, I was just like, "Man, it's, it's a fully fitting song for this fight scene." You know, so. it was, and it makes you wonder when they're sitting there and they're coming up with these scenes how they think of narrow it down to a certain song because I can't think of a song if I have to on the fly. And it's like they come up with these songs that are just perfect for the scene, and I think Carol was a good. Um, a good role model for for girls out there to give them their oh, yeah. superhero. Um, My five year old loved her. Yeah, she'll be Captain Marvel for Halloween this year. Okay, well, Michelle, <laughs> Michelle, like you, she didn't like Brie Brie Larson, um, but she didn't mind the movie. She was really happy with the movie. She actually bought. We went to a convention right after the movie. We had to. Um, we were working at, and she bought a Captain Marvel shirt the first day we were there because she just wanted something Captain Marvel. She liked the movie that much that it was a a good uh, girls can do this stuff too. And oh, yeah. um, I, I thought it was I thought it was fantastic, and just the fight scenes and just everything in there. But it, the best part of it was explaining that story to people who have no idea who Captain Marvel is. And I think there's like six or seven different Captain Marvels throughout the comic, yeah, <laughs> books. So this is Carol Davers, just one of those many. And um, you know that that was some of the stuff I read online was, you know, she's not even the real Captain Marvel. It's like, well, you know, there was a comic series with her. They can't have nine different ones in one movie you kind of have to just center on mm-hmm. to me you just have to kind of center on one right and uh, you know there's how many characters have there been you know there's been multiple spider-mans there's oh yeah so well one to look at too is ant-man where they take hank pym who's the original ant-man um, that's right the first avengers but then you also had scott lang who became ant-man later so they they were able to bring both of them on screen but you couldn't do that with captain marvel you can't have seven captain marvels on the screen trying to make it all make sense it just wouldn't have worked right. so I think what they did was it worked out good. Um, I'm really excited to see Endgame after walking out of Captain Marvel. I really want to see how they bring all that together. We, I was talking today that uh, I just hope they don't use her as a one-all, be-all. Like she just comes in and cleans house. Right. You know, I want it to be a a group effort with everybody, and she's just not the ultimate weapon that comes in and uh, you know. And, and, in the comic, if you read the whole mm-hmm. Infinity series, you know, Nebula had a huge part, you know, defeating Thanos. And I, and I hope they kind of stick with that, you know, being that she's definitely kinfolk of Thanos. Yeah, and she wants her revenge. She wants for all the torture he put her through her entire life. Um, plus, her and Gamora formed a bond in the later uh, movies before that. So it's like she knows that he destroyed Gamora to get the soul stone to complete the, the gauntlet. So I think she wants her revenge and I think she'll get it. I, I, 
for you. Probably. You know, in that one scene from the in-game trailer, uh, it shows them all in their new suits. I'm speculating that it's quantum realm suits. You know, and they're going, you know I, I'm. They're saying time travel is going to play a huge. And you see her walking with Tony and Cap, mm-hmm. Black Widow. So they have like they definitely bring her into the to yeah. the whole fold. Yeah, they had to trust her in a way, and and the the only person that would know anything about her would be Rocket at this point. Um, yeah, who he's just as shady as Nebula. I mean, he's got a yeah. he's got a question background too, um, but he obviously knows she's a fighter, and that's what they need at this time. So I think I think it's gonna be good. And and what you were alluding to the new trailer that just dropped a few days ago, um, which was finally nice to see a full length trailer that we got to see a lot more of what's coming. Still didn't answer a lot of questions, but really gave me a lot of excitement for April twenty sixth oh. to get here. I yeah, I just. And I got to wait till the following Wednesday to watch it. Oh, oh no. I won't I'm just going to turn off my phone and all social <laughs> network and just be a recluse for exactly. about five days. Just unhook and, my power to the house for a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because just watching that trailer, you know, you see, you know, you see Rocket. And I, I'm assuming that's Rhodey in the war yep. machine suit. And he's hanging off to his shoulder. I'm just like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Oh, it is. It's going to be awesome. And it was really cool. The one part of the trailer I really liked was seeing Cap and Iron Man again in their suits walking together. Yeah. Um, I mean, we knew that was going to happen. They were going to come back together. But it just it was something to see because those two haven't been together since Civil War. Yeah. And uh, the way they left things at Civil War, it's, it's good to just see them both. Okay, you know what? Whatever happened, happened. Let's, we got a bigger guy we got to defeat now. Let's go at it. I'm still curious to see, though. And you saw them all in the suits. You didn't see Banner. You didn't see Hulk. You didn't see what was going to happen with that. And I'm curious to see where he's going to pop pop up as. If he's going to be the Hulk or if he's going to be Professor Hulk, which some are saying. I saw a report today that, you know, I mean, a lot of this is a rumor. We, we don't work for Marvel, so we don't know. But right. that uh, Endgame was going to be Ruffalo's last movie. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. Um, so that's just speculation rumor on right. a, a close to the source type thing and that because also so uh, Hemsworth yep was going to be done in game yep and then Chris Evans who put out that tweet mysteriously a few months ago that I love playing Captain America thank you for everything it's like okay does that mean he's done um yeah. and then then all the rumors have always floated about Tony Stark being done either getting killed in the movie or retiring and I actually during Infinity War I thought when he got stabbed by Thanos, I'm like, okay, so we're losing Tony. I thought that was it. I thought he was down for the count. But yeah, I'm I'm super excited for it. I just I hope I'm not so excited and it lets me down. Infinity right. War didn't let me down. You know, no. it was you. You know, you could hear a pin drop when that movie ended. Mm-hmm. You know, I went. To, I was by myself at the movie, and when it, you know, the lights come back on in the theater, there wasn't nobody talking about it. They were just like, no. what just happened? You know, no, that's exactly how I thought of it. The movie ended and nobody talked. Everybody just kind of got up and shuffled out of the theater and it's like, what did I just see? And yeah. how is it all going to get fixed? They, the, the Russos definitely, uh, they, they definitely did it on that. I'm just like this, this it's, it was aggravating. Cause I'm like, no, <laughs> like this. I got to wait a year. And, uh, that's it. but it, it, it was, it was a good ending. Now my, my, my son, mm-hmm. Oh man, I remember the day I was at work and he, uh, he had gone and seen it uh-huh. and he texts me and he's like, the movie was horrible. I was like, Oh, you're kidding. What are you, you're joking. You're kidding him. He's like, no, it, I absolutely hated it. I was like, what? And cause I hadn't, you know, I hadn't watched you hadn't it, seen yet. it yet. Right. And he's like, we'll talk about it after, you know, you watch it. 
And he's like, but I, I hated it. I was like, oh. like, no. So I had to wait until, you know, an off day at work where I could go watch it. And right. I was, I thought it was awesome. I was like, how did you hate this movie? And he just didn't like the ending of it, you know. Okay. And I, I tease him now, you know, we, we was watching the new trailer for Endgame the other night. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, he's like, man, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And I was like, well, I'm not taking you because you didn't like Infinity War. <laughs> A little bit of punishment there for not liking the way that ended. You didn't like Infinity War. I'm not taking you to Endgame. It, it's I, I'm just I'm I can't wait for this movie to come out. And like you said, I, I'm hoping that my hype is not too much to go in there and walk out and not be excited about the way it ends. Um, I mean, everybody kind of knows what's going to happen. We've already seen uh, we've already seen a trailer for the next Spider-Man. We've already seen uh, the word of Black Panther, Doctor Strange. So we know all these characters are coming back, but we just don't know how yeah. yet. Yeah. And one thing I started thinking about, and, and as you alluded to, uh, the quantum realm and time travel, um, the one thing I keep thinking in my head, and a lot of things I've read, is that they're going back to 2012, to the Avengers and Loki, um, mm-hmm. and the attack on New York, and so my my thought is that they're going to go back there, and somehow they're going to stop him, they're going to get the stone um, from him then, they're going to stop it, and then nothing forward happens, and then I started thinking to myself, I'm like, so how many of the movies have we seen that where fallouts because of what happened in the first Avengers would not be relevant anymore because time has changed. And I go back to the back to the future thing that they changed time and how does it go forward from there without, because if it does go back and they stop Loki, well then you'll never have civil war because you'll never have Sokovia happen. You'll never have um, all these other characters that really a lot of what they did was based on what happened in the first Avengers and moving forward. Ultron probably would have never been created because he wouldn't be worried about aliens coming down to destroy the world. So that's, that's that's another question I had was uh, uh, it took Thanos for uh, Samuel L. Jackson to contact Captain Marvel. I guess the attack on New York wasn't, I guess urgency enough that they didn't need her. Yeah, I know you got guys coming through the sky through a portal with Loki <laughs> down there, and it's like, okay, yeah, we don't need you yet. We're okay. We're just going to do this Avengers initiative thing, and uh, we're going to make it work. And if we need you, we'll call you. <laughs> the, God, the, the Greek god and, yeah. uh, you know, super soldier can take care of, you know, an invasion. We don't need you yet. Yeah. I, I want to bring all that up in the end game. Yeah, but now that half of them are disappeared, we kind of need your help. So if you can come here and take care of this, we'd appreciate it a little bit there. Um, and that's, I, I thought the same thing. It's like, okay, you had Loki and the Tatari attack on New York. You had Ultron who came to life and all the chaos and everything he caused. You had Civil War where you had all your guys fighting against one another. And you've never thought to say, you know what, let's call this Captain Marvel back to clear all this up and just fix it all because <laughs> she was just wipe all your butts off the earth and we'll go forward from there. And it's like, no, we, we don't need her. It's okay. We're good without her. Fury just kept that on the DL. <laughs> that and Goose. <laughs> nobody knew about Goose nobody knew about and that's another thing if you go back to Captain Marvel and if you've seen it and there's an after credit scene makes you wonder when that last after credit scene takes place if it's current or if it's in the past is what I was wondering if you know what I'm talking about with Goose at the very yeah, end there yeah. I, I was questioning if that happened after the snap or if that's supposed to be before the snap and they really didn't tell you because you don't really know by any of the clues on the screen and I've looked at that over and over to know if that was the Tesseract we saw or if it was a copy of one or what. So, yeah, who knows? Interesting stuff, though. And other big news, though, that came out this week, Marvel has brought James Gunn back to do Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I saw that, uh, whatever day that dropped, because Facebook feed was blowing up. Oh, it was. 
So I'm sitting there, I'm just like, ah, oh, this can't be true, you know. They, because mm-hmm. I think it was what last July yeah. when you know they announced that you know they were they were letting him go, not going to let him do the third Guardians. Right. And sometimes you just have to forgive people. I know he was a 40 year old dude when he tweeted what he tweeted. Right. But I don't know. I guess that's kind of a slippery slope. I can't think of a better director to direct the third one. Agree. You know that was. That that's a that was a Marvel decision, but I am glad they are going to let him come back and do the third one. Um, and they may not let him do another one, but mm-hmm. at least he can't come back and do the you know he's going to be able to do the third one. Right. Uh, he he can complete his story now. That's uh, right. Be the ability to do that because I believe he already wrote the script. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. he he had tweeted that he had finished the final draft of the script, so I'm pretty sure that that was a big headache for Disney in itself. It's like you know, if we use this script, he he will get a writing credit for it, right? Um, or do we hire somebody else to write a whole new script? And it just it, it's kind of hard. I've watched all of James Gunn's movies, mm-hmm. even before he was a big time director directing Marvel movies, right. and uh, he's got he's just got kind of a sense of humor that it, it's kind of off. It can be dark sometimes, right. but I just couldn't think of another better director. I know there was rumor that, uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, Taiki Watiki. Oh, yep. I know who you're talking about. Directed Ragnarok. And, yes. Uh, one of my favorite movies, What We Do in the Shadows, if you have not watched that, watch it. And uh, I was like, well, I could, I could see him directing it also because he's kind of got that kind of a, a skewed sense of humor. Okay. All right, so I know, I know Gunn was involved in Infinity War and he was a co-producer on that film. Um, so he's kind of been the one that's overseen the Guardians in any film they've been in, and just to have him gone from the whole thing, I just I I understand what he did was horrible. I understand people were against it, but I also understand that in in today's age we we need to forgive people for their actions. And my thought was they didn't do the research on him before they hired him to do the first movie. I mean, it's they they yeah. can research everything, and why didn't they come up then, or did they know about it and they just okay unless somebody says something we're not going to worry about it type thing or I even the other day I said the I was talking to my wife and I said I wonder if Disney all along planned on bringing him back and they just made it look like they weren't just to appease the people until they could figure out what they were going to do and how they were going to do it. I mean, it, it's quite possible. I mean, who knows what happened? I'm just glad he's back to do it. Um, I agree what he did was horrible, but you know what? Disney's made mistakes and they don't want people to remember those mistakes. They need to remember things like this with with him and. It was uh, 10 years ago, I think it was, when the things happened. He was a different person, different part in his life. Never thought he was probably going to succeed the way he's done it. Um, it's sad that those things do come back to bite us, and that's that's part of living in the social media age we're in nowadays, that you really have to watch everything you do because you don't know what's going to happen 10 years from now. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm so glad that Disney finally realized, okay, you know what? He needs to come back. He needs to finish this up. I also don't think they wanted him going to D.C. and doing Justice League 2, which I don't know if that's still going through or not. I haven't heard. One one article I read today said that, he, he I mean, I guess he's locked into Suicide Squad 2. Okay. Was, Suicide it Suicide Squad? Squad? was it Suicide? It might have been Suicide Squad. I, I probably said Justice League wrong, so it might be Suicide Squad. Yep. I want to say it was Suicide Squad, but I may be wrong. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a D.C. movie person. Either so, am I, yeah. But uh, his probably would have been the first one I've watched in a long time. It been, but, and probably been the most successful. <laughs> he, uh, from what I've read, he will still be directing that. He won't start Guardians till after filming on that movie. Okay, okay. So he's got the, you know, he, he wrote and completed the third script. Mm-hmm. 
you know, when when some of your cast starts saying they're not going to be in the movie if Gunn's not directing, yeah. which I guess Drax would kind of be an easy character to recast. But yeah, well, right now he's dead. So <laughs> he, made, he made the character. He but, did. He did. Uh, yeah. Now Star Lord, no, you probably couldn't replace him or so. or Gamora, you know. Yeah. But yeah, Groot and Rocket is it's a voice, so I know they can computer image those voices or computer take the voices they already have and just make the words and make it sound the same. Um, but I don't think you'd be able to replace them. Nebula, you wouldn't be able to. Um, Mantis, I mean, just all these characters who they they we want our director back. And I was, uh, last year we worked at a convention in Birmingham, Alabama, Michelle and I, and we actually got to sit across from um, Joe Free and John Anderson, who were both in Guardians 2. And Joe is actually friends with James Gunn. That's how he got the part in the movie that, just a small speaking role, he was one of the Ravagers. Um, but he said James Gunn, of all the directors he had ever worked with, he's the kind of director where you don't really get to go off script. That he's wrote the script, he knows how he wants the character to be, and you just do it his way, and you don't say anything about it, you don't try to ad-lib it. He said even Pratt or any of the bigger names, uh, when Michael Roker was on set, they just did what he told them to do because he had his vision, and I don't think anybody else could have brought that vision to the big screen. Even if they used his script, I still don't think it would have had the right feel or the right flow that he had. Yeah, it, it especially when, when you've done two of them, and it... It, it would just be hard to bring in a third director and stay with the same tone. You know, the, it, he's probably already got the soundtrack for volume three in his head, you oh, know, sure. and it, it, I'm glad he's back. I, I'm, I'm really glad he's coming back to direct the third one. Yeah. And, and then I'm definitely, cause it was put on hold, permanent hold when they fired him um, that we had no idea when or if we were going to get to see guardians three. So now I'm glad we're going to get that in one of the, one of the Marvel phases here. There's so many of them who knows when we'll get it. But it's just good that it is going to eventually come. We're going to get to see that. Well, it looks like it. You know, I was was just had an article pulled up, and I think it said, uh, uh, "It is Suicide Squad." Okay. Sequel, and it was not. It's not to be released until 2021. Oh wow! So, I would expect a possible 2022 date for. Yeah. But that's just me speculating. Huh. Disney may buy out Gunn's contract with Warner Brothers and. You know, hey, come on, Guardians 3 and 4, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's uh, possible. I mean, they have the money to throw at him and do that. Speaking of buying our contracts, though, um, this coming Wednesday, the Fox-Disney merger officially takes place. Um, It's the 20th at 12.02 a.m. officially. Disney owns the rights to all these properties and characters and everything of Fox, Um, which... I'm excited for it, mostly for the Marvel side, because you get all these characters except for oh. Spidey. We still don't have that. <laughs> yeah, and he would he he would probably be pretty much the whole the last one. Yeah, I think so. Major but, one. Man, yeah, but man, with this Fox one, you're getting you know Wolverine, the Fantastic Four. Maybe Marvel actually put out a good Fantastic Four movie. Hopefully, the X Men. That, that's a that's a biggie right there. Oh yeah. Uh, I think I, I kind of like the cast, the younger cast they've got now, and I think Dark Phoenix is going to be pretty dang good. Yeah, it uh, comes out this summer. It, it looks really good. X Men's always been hit and miss. I'll like one, and then I won't like the next one. But okay. then they'll put out another one, and I'm like, I like that one was really pretty good. I really enjoyed Logan. Yeah, uh, that was a good one. I thought it, I thought it was really good, and uh, Dark Phoenix looks really good. 
But I wonder what they're going to do with casting. You know, are they going to totally recast everybody, or will they bring Jennifer Lawrence and mm. James McAvoy? You know, bring them back. And, yeah, because I, I like Fassbender as Magneto, and okay. You know, I like Jennifer Lawrence. You know. So. Well, that's, I had heard a rumor originally that Hugh Jackman said he, he the only way he would come back to play Wolverine is if it was in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for Disney. He said that like a year ago before it was even done. And then then I heard Disney say they're going to recast Wolverine if they're going to do anything else. It'll be a different character. And I'm like, somehow they need to pay homage to the way he played it all these years, I think. Somehow they have to do something, a flash forward or flashback, whatever they have to do to make it work. I think he needs to be somewhere included. Well, if Hemsworth's done playing Thor, they could always move him over to Wolverine. Uh, He's already a pretty big joker anyway. That's true. That that Uh, could work. That's for sure. That's just one of those roles that's going to be hard. There's only a few actors I I could throw out by name that I could say might fit the part, but Hugh Jackman, that was Hugh Jackman's. I mean, he's been playing that, you know, for... What fifteen oh, years? At least, probably. yeah, at least. And he he's just on that role over the years, and it it, it would be hard to replicate or to replace him as Wolverine. No, I agree. I agree. It'd be hard for somebody else to step into that role. I mean, just like with any major role, like for somebody to step in and play Tony Stark, you're yeah, gonna, or Chris not- Evans, or any of these characters that we've known in the Marvel universe, to have anybody else step in except for like. Um, what was his name? The guy from the first Iron Man movie who didn't want to do the second one, and they brought in Don Cheadle, Terrence oh, Howard. Uh, Terrence Howard. Yeah, he. But somebody like that kind of disappeared because he really wasn't the star of that film, so it was kind of an easy move over. Or um, the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk movie, when they had uh, Ed Norton in there playing um, Hulk, and they switched to yeah. Buffalo. It wasn't that big of a transition because there wasn't a lot of hype yet. Um, yeah. But nowadays, I don't think I don't know how they would do that because everybody, even though Disney didn't own the X Men, then everybody's still going to see. I want to see Hugh Jackman in that role because he yeah. is Wolverine. Nobody else can play that role. Um, the same with you can look at Spider Man. Now everybody takes our Spider Man. Now this is Spider Man. Finally, we have our Spider Man. We need. Oh, yeah, Tom Holland's got that part. That's his. It I is. mean, he. I, I always enjoyed the Tobey Maguire right Spider Man. I never watched the uh, other Andrew uh, Garfield. 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 I never watched his vert, but Tom Holland, he, he's he's got it down. He to me, he is Peter Parker. Oh yeah, definitely. He's the awkward kid when he's not in the costume, and he, he makes kid mistakes. He says kid things, and he's I think he's exactly what Stan Lee created in his head all those years ago of what Peter Parker was going to be like. And then uh, interesting thing too about with all the Fox murder and like you said, the Fantastic Four. One of the things I had read, and I don't know how true this is, in the Spider-Man um, Far From Home trailer, there's a scene where he, over New York where they're actually working on the former Avengers Tower. And a lot of people are speculating that they're turning it into the Baxter Building from the Fantastic Four. So I'll be curious to see if that was something they did knowing the Fox merger was going through and they wanted to put something there to kind of show that the Fantastic Four will be making a presence in the MCU eventually. It would be, it'd be good to get a... Because those three that Fox made are just garbage. Yeah, they are. And what's funny is two actors from those from that franchise are in the Marvel Universe with uh, Chris Evans and then uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. They both jumped ship to come over to the yeah. Marvel Universe. Like, man, this, this Fox, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, it worked out for Chris Evans. I mean, oh, yeah. the America part. Got a big role. He, yeah. uh, 
It'd be hard to replace Captain America, too. That's just, would. you've seen all these big names rumored that Endgame is their last movie, and you're just like, man, are they going to ride off in the sunset, or are they going to die? You know, you just... Yeah, you wonder, how much are they going to throw themselves out there to bring back everybody else, and what's going to happen? And I think there's something, looking at that trailer the other day, if you... If you it pays homage to Iron Man's first movie, Cap's first movie, and Thor's first movie. Those are the three that are highlighted in black and black and white there. Um, with the red tones. With the red tones. But they, they did that, and you didn't see anything about the backstory of the Hulk, which could have been because it was a different actor then. Um, yeah. But, I mean, those are the big four Avengers I always think of. Uh, Thor, Hulk, Cap, and Iron Man. But they did. They only showed scenes from Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor, and it makes me wonder, okay, does it mean they're all leaving? Are they all going to sacrifice themselves? Is one of them going to ha- What's going to happen exactly? So I'm, I'm so... I want to know so bad, and April can't get here fast enough to <laughs> show me. And I'm going to be in an outage at work. That's why I won't be able to see it opening weekend. But I guess duty calls, so... Yeah, you got to work. And wait till Wednesday. But... Because we'll have one off day, you know, during this thing. So, right. Uh, I, I won't spoil it for you then. But it'll. it'll I'm, I'm just going to turn my phone, my computers, my people at work talk about it. I'll stab them and throw them in the alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! You can't talk till Wednesday. What's kind of you know? Uh, you got. We had Captain Marvel this year. Yes. We had uh, Endgame coming out. And then Spider-Man comes out in what, July, July. or June? I, I think it's July. Let me, I can pull that up real quick here and find out. Uh, and, and that will be it for the three Marvel movies this year. Yeah, July 5th it comes out. So 4th of, July, yeah, 4th of July there. Um, and they're bringing Mysterio into that movie, so we're getting another character yeah. into the whole... I, and I like Gyllenhaal. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think he. I think he's going to be pretty good. I hope he's not a villain they just kill off. I liked... Um, uh, Keaton, yeah. you know, yep. in the, the last Spider-Man, and I'm glad they didn't kill him off. You know, yeah. I hope he makes a reappearance, you know, in, in a future movie. Yeah, I uh, think so. I just like that villain. I hope they build up, you know, to maybe the Sinister Six and make a oh, Sinister Six movie. That'd be interesting. So, yeah. it, 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 Marvel's doing good. They don't leave a bunch of uh, loopholes in the end, or you're a bunch of questions. You're like, well, what, what about this? What about that? You know? Right. And usually they're good about that. They don't. As, as soon as, not a major spoiler, plug your ears if you don't want to listen to this. You got three, two, one. Okay, go as, ahead. As soon as, uh, you know, she sent uh, Jude Law back into outer space, where's he been the whole time? That's true. That's yeah, true. You know, where, where, is he, where has he been through all these movies? You know, we saw uh, uh, Ronan. Right. You know, who, I guess... He blew he really up, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, why, why hadn't we had seen Jude Law's character, unless he's still locked up in space prison or whatever? That's a good question. Yeah, where has he been all these years? And hopefully we get to see... I mean, I'm sure there's going to be more Captain Marvel movies down the road. I heard, oh, I'm sure there will be. I heard something about Brie Larson signed like a six or seven movie deal. I saw those. that. That's that's crazy. Yeah. And then yesterday I read Kevin Feige confirmed that she is becoming the face of the Avengers moving forward, um, which either tells me Tony or Cap are either going to die, retire, or whatever, that she's taking over the, the moniker as kind of the leader. 
don't use the D word. <laughs> well, I've, I've read I've read so many rumors, and the other rumor I read, and then we can get going here pretty soon. But they um, in the the latest trailer, you heard Peggy, um, Agent Carter, talking in the background of the the trailer at the beginning of it. And some people are actually speculating that once Steve discovers time travel, that he may travel back to 1945 to be reunited with Peggy and stay there. Hmm. And that, that that I could I could go with that. That'd be pretty. And then he'd be able to, they said something about the nomad becoming, so he could be a nomad that could go back. If he can go in time backwards, he'd always be able to go forward if they needed him later. So, Or, you know, just just don't kill him off, and you see his spirit slow dancing with the spirit of Agent Carter. Oh, I thought about that. And they're two ghosts going mm-hmm. up to the great light in the sky, or you know, he's like, no, no tears no. Floods of tears flow into the theater. And what would it take to kill Captain America, though? I mean, seventy years frozen in ice didn't do it. <laughs> I mean, he took a he took a punch thinking from about it. Exactly. You keep coming up with all these different scenarios and waiting to see which one's going to be true, and then none of them probably will be. It'd be something nobody's even thought of. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy, but I guess that's all we have to talk about today, though. I know we went kind of so. long here. We uh, went a little bit over, but I hope you guys enjoyed listening to the first podcast. Um, I know we'll get better at it as we go. This is our first first incarnation of doing this together, um, and neither one of us did it before. <laughs> so, Never before, first time. First time. So give us a little bit of time. Uh, listen to it, share it with your friends, talk about it, make sure you tune in for the next one when we do it. Um, in case you're wondering, we do have an Instagram account set up at The Adventurers Club 33 on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page under that same The Adventurers Club 33. Um, the podcast will, if you're listening to it now, you either got it from our website, which is theadventuresclub33.com. Um, it'll also be on iTunes, so where you can get there. You can subscribe in your podcast app and uh, get them fed to you when we do a new one. Um, we're also going to do our best to keep updated uh, with Facebook and such. Um, I know Michelle is going to help us um, with the social media side of things to keep the word going and introduce this to a lot of the Main Streeters and such, but we're hoping to grow it beyond that because um, we're kind of taking it from a different angle where the Main Street Mouse focuses a lot on the Disney side and such. Uh, we're going to do that, but we're also going to focus on the, the properties that uh, Corey and I both enjoy a lot, Marvel, Star Wars, and other things. So uh, we hope you'll always come back to listen to what we have to say. Um, you got any closing comments here, Corey? What do you Want to say uh, I don't think so. Um, I just hope you enjoy it. Give us some feedback. Tell us what we yes. could fix, what we couldn't fix. You know, do away with this portion, fix this portion. So this is the first time for both of us. But I, I have to be honest. I had a blast doing this today. It was so. it was a lot of fun. I know it's, sometimes we probably seemed a little long winded, and I think that's just when Corey and I are together and we both talk about it and we both get very passionate about the things we both love. Um, we can really go on for hours and hours and hours, but that's just part of our friendship that we, we're like that with one another, that we can really talk to each other and we don't always agree, um, but we never get on the other one's case either. And we can just sit there and talk for hours about, uh, things we love. So, yeah. And it's Marvel is one of those things, which so is Disney and I'm sure we'll be talking, you know, Marvel's there's always something to talk about with Marvel. There is. And we're going to have some Pixar stuff coming up this year with Toy Story 4, finally. The, the... Yes. And it looks like an like a little bunch of grown men crying in a theater. <laughs> <laughs> so we have lots of stuff to talk about. If you guys like us to talk about the movie side and the acting side, we could do that. If you guys want more park news, just shoot us messages um, on the social media when you see it. Um, we'll also put an email link on our main website where you can email us any suggestions or anything you guys have. And uh, uh, we're always open to hear feedback because we want to do something you guys want to listen to every week as much as we want to talk about what we want to we also know we have to appeal to what people are listening to. So any feedback you have, we would 
greatly take and uh, consider adding or deleting anything that you you talk about. That's right. So, all right. Uh, see you guys back next time. See you guys next time. Thank you so much, brother, for doing this with me. It was a blast. And uh, till our next show. Um, again, this was the Adventurers Club thirty three episode number one uh, for March seventeenth, twenty nineteen. Um, thank you guys so much for listening, and have a great week. Thanks. Club 33 Pod.